Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 158 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today's episode is all about freedom and flexibility. What do freedom and flexibility mean to you? Is it taking more time off of work to spend time with your kids and make sure that you're at every single game or dance practice? Is it allowing yourself to travel often to the places that you love? Or how about simply resting and relaxing a little bit more than you normally do? Whatever that looks like to you, today's guest is going to give you some great insight on how you can manage your time effectively and get work done without compromising your personal life. Allow me to introduce you to Chelsea Peterson. Chelsea Peterson is the founder of the Modern Agents Social Club. She teaches real estate agents how to grow their business on social media with a personality-infused approach so they can attract clients they love. After selling real estate for seven years and realizing how much it continued to be rooted in old-school sales tactics, Chelsea set out to help agents reframe their marketing in a way that attracts dream clients, aligns with their lifestyle, and makes them approachable. When she's not designing creative content or teaching the modern agent method to real estate agents, you can find Chelsea watching Friends reruns, reading the latest Elon Hildebrand book, enjoying a good glass of California cab, traveling around the world with her husband, and spending time with her new baby boy. That flexibility is something she spent years working towards by finding freedom through a customized time management approach. In today's conversation, Chelsea shares how social media can help you build connections. You'll hear about her sticky note method for managing her time as an entrepreneur, wife, and mom so she can still do the things she loves. Chelsea and I talk about the importance of getting out of your head and avoiding comparisonitis. And finally, she'll tell us a little bit about how to find a schedule and time management flow that works for you. And I know you've got a lot on your plate, and you might be listening to this episode while you're running errands, folding laundry, or getting dressed, and you're not exactly able to stop what you're doing and jot down notes easily. But don't worry, I've taken notes so you don't have to. You can find all of the productivity tools, tips, and resources mentioned in this episode over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 158. And finally, I want to thank you again for tuning in and being a fan. And if you haven't yet, I invite you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. And if you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. You know that feeling when your tasks are all over the place? Some are on a to-do list, some are buried in emails that you need to take care of, and maybe some are over in a project management tool. Meetings in your calendar, messages in Slack, those 37 sticky notes spread all over your desk. 
it can be really overwhelming. And even as a time management coach, I'm not immune to the overwhelm. That's why I've started planning my days with Sunsama. Sunsama pulls in all of my tasks from everywhere into one place, helps me estimate how long things will take, and then time block them into my day so there's room for the most important things. Plus, I love that it encourages me to do my startup and shutdown routines. If you're feeling all over the place and your to-do list is never done, try Sunsama. It's free to test drive so you can plan sustainable work days, prevent burnout, and start being more productive with a purpose. Head over to abouttimepodcast.com forward slash Sunsama, and I'll be sure to link Sunsama so you can check it out in the show notes. All right, and on with the show. Hey, Chelsea, and welcome to It's About Time. I am so excited to hang out with you today. How are you doing? Hi, Anna. I am doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. I've been really looking forward to having you on the show for a while. Same here. Yeah. Um, Well, let's cut to the chase. I told everybody all about the official Chelsea Peterson bio in the intro, but tell me in your own words, how do you spend your time these days? I spend my time teaching real estate agents how to attract clients that they actually want to work with on social media using a personality-infused approach. So that is kind of my bread and butter. Um, When I'm not working, I am probably with my husband traveling, sitting on our deck, um, having a glass of wine if I'm not pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, I also love reading books. If I could read all day, that's probably what I would do. Um, I also spend a lot of time just focusing on my own social media strategy and the creative ideas never stop. So I feel like I'm always in my notes app, emailing myself the latest thing that popped in my brain driving to Starbucks and listening to a podcast. Like those are just my like day in the life things that tend to happen on repeat. So kind of a mix of fun and living life and business and work and all things, all the things, all the things, all the things. Well, that does sound really fun. Okay. I have so many questions. Um, First of all, a personality infused approach. I'm really going to have to dive into that in just a little bit. But I think my first big question is how social media, of all of the things that you could be doing or focusing your time on in a business or helping real estate agents with, how did you land on social media? With social media, it's such a, if you are doing it in a way that feels good, it's such a warm approach. And so many businesses are built on relationships. So it allows you the opportunity to not only connect with so many people in one place that you already know, and then in addition to that, new people who you might not know that you can develop relationships with. And it allows you to show up as that human that you could not do in any other way. Like you can't pop into someone's mailbox with a postcard and get to know them, or you can't call someone on the phone and get to know them. I mean, you could, but like someone (laughs) you don't know, strangers. Um, So it just allows you this warm approach to your business. And I actually call my marketing approach, the glass of wine with a friend approach. So Mm. I want you to feel like when you're working with me, whether it was in real estate or in my online business that we're sitting down, having a glass of wine, you can ask me anything. I'll give you the same advice I would give my best friend. Like, let's talk all things business, social media, marketing, whatever it is. And it's that very laid back, comfortable approach, but with high end advice is what I like to say. So I think with social media, it just that platform in general allows you the space to have that warm approach and build those relationships 
authentically versus the pushy sales tactics that sometimes we feel like when we're trying to grow our business, we need to implement because we're trying to get there faster, you know, get results faster. It's really about the long term, which can be frustrating with social media, but it also is such an amazing tool to be able to build authentic relationships that bring you repeat business and, you know, build those relationships with people that you know and don't know. So that's my social media why. Wow. Okay. So clearly you come to this with a history and a background of being a realtor yourself, right? Yes. Okay. I love that. And I love that you call it the glass of wine with a friend approach because, uh, Sometimes social media can just feel like people are talking at you instead of engaging in a conversation with you or or trying to create connections. So I love that. So you you must have found when you were a realtor that that approach really worked for you. Um, what was what was that like making that transition from full time realtor to business? So with the one thing I want to preface that by saying is one reason that I went the social media approach was not only to build the relationships, but I thought to myself, I don't necessarily, I'm getting into this business and this industry to have more flexibility and freedom, not to spend every single weekend and night doing an open house or doing something where I need to be outside of my home. So I not only found a way to connect with my sphere and all the people that I knew via social media and build these relationships, but I also did it because you can do it from the comfort of your home. You can do it on your couch. You can do it at night when you have friends on in the background. So when I transitioned into my online business, how that all happened is the real estate industry, it's like they build you this mold and they want you to fit into this mold and they tell everyone to do the same thing. And here we are, you know, in 2013 at the time that I started real estate and five years later, 2018, they're still teaching these things that are so old school, like call all these people. Let's cold call together at 9 a.m. And I'm like, why is this happening? Like, there's so many other, like, powerful opportunities out there. Please, no one cold call me at 9 a.m. I do not want to be cold called at 9 a.m. Prime example, exactly. Or door knocking or whatever. And I would see oh people. Oh my gosh, coming. definitely don't knock on my door at 9 a.m. No, or ever. <laughs> or ever, right. Um, I, they actually, there's, I'm in a neighborhood where we get a, a lot of door knocking, which is semi-surprising. And these people were riding around on these little scooters, like the like the hands-free scooter things. And they're scooting up to my door, ringing the doorbell scooting. right at dinner time. And I'm like, this is my why. <laughs> why are we doing this? That that so absolutely bizarre. blows my mind. I would be okay with like a Girl Scout coming and knocking on my door to sell me yes. cookies um, or maybe a Boy Scout with popcorn. I think that's their thing. Uh, but that's really, that's really about it. Okay. So that's fascinating. So surrounded with all these old school strategies. But one thing that I really picked up on is that you got into the industry in the first place for flexibility. And I think that a lot of people leave nine to five or leave whatever their full-time work is and start a business, start freelancing, become a real estate agent in order to have that flexibility. Uh, And you are someone who really prioritizes travel. So tell me your favorite places to travel. Oh, I love this question. We love Rosemary Beach in Florida. We started going there a few years ago and it's just, it's beautiful. It's right along the coast. It's called 30A is the (laughs) area in general. So it's like back-to-back little town. So we love going there. We always want to stay like Oceanside. Like, so we have a balcony, can work on the balcony all day long. That's like my favorite thing to do. Um, Also really love Napa Valley. So I love wine clearly. So that 
that actually that location really inspired a lot of my business because I always describe Napa Valley as it's very laid back. Like you go there, it's beautiful scenery. You're kind of just relaxing, enjoying a glass of wine. But then at the same time, it's super high end. It's really great wine. It's really great people that are working there telling you about the wine. The scenery is top of the line. So it's this combination of laid back and high end. And that's where my glass of wine with a friend approach kind of came in. So Napa Valley is a great place that we love. Um, Also love just a good trip to Cabo where you just sit by the pool all day and totally chill. I choose my travels based on like, I'm not going to probably, you're not going to find me traveling the whole globe probably very often because I kind of am like a creature of habit and comfort and I want a really comfy bed and a really good experience. And I like to just have an easy travel day. So those are kind of my travel things that are a little bit different than someone jetting off to like all these cool countries, which sounds amazing, but I'm just not quite that adventurous. So yeah, no, I I think that's great. You know what you like and you Mm -hmm. do what you like and you and your husband, you don't save vacations for just only like once a year, like, oh, let's take our big grand vacation. You travel and you work while you travel. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I love and- working when I travel, which is maybe really weird to people, but it gets me out of the house and out of my element. And it just sparks so much creativity. And I feel almost 10 times more productive if I work on a vacation than when I do in my home office. So yeah, it works yeah. really well. Oh, I love that. I'm actually reading a book right now about the science of uh, creativity and managing your mind in a way that opens up opportunities for creativity. And travel is a huge method for unlocking that. So I, I love that. I mean, that's let's all travel more. I would love to know. You have your online business. You have the Modern Agent Social Club, which really, honestly, I wish I could be a realtor just so I could just join it because it seems really cool. And I just love uh, checking out all of the things that you're doing and that you're teaching your members. And you travel and you read and you're someone who really prioritizes life first because you know that's the whole reason why you became a realtor and then launched your online business. How exactly do you make it work from day to day? How have you created this flexibility for yourself that actually enables you to travel when you want to travel without being, you know, just completely head down in your laptop all the time? One thing that I've really noticed lately, I actually heard Jenna Kutcher say this, so I did not think of this, but it it really resonated with me. And I'm like, this is kind of what I've been doing all along. She said, when you are going to start a business or start anything, a form of marketing, instead of asking like the what and how, instead of asking, you know, how did you do that? Or what, you know, what is your three-step blueprint? Ask why, because someone coming into, so this is me for real estate, someone coming into the real estate industry who wants to sell, they want to sell a ton of real estate. They want to match their appropriate salary, get out of their nine to five. They're giving it one year to do as much as they can in that year to be able to accomplish that goal. They're probably going to have different a different schedule, maybe a little bit less flexibility than the person who is wanting to be a mom and start a family and just have a little bit of extra income. So those two directions are going to look totally different. Like that person wanting to, you know, I want to make 20 million like you did or whatever. They're going to come in and try and be working probably constantly, you know, nights, weekends, doing everything they can, which that's one route. But if that same, you know, person who wants to be a mom, start a family and have flexibility is trying to follow their schedule, well, now they're not really enjoying that lifestyle that they set out to achieve 
when they decided to start real estate. So it's really from the foundation knowing what is your why. And my why never had anything to do with icky salesman tactics or cold calling and door knocking. So I <laughs> carved myself a path that was going to be manageable for my lifestyle and align with the lifestyle that I wanted, the flexibility, the travel. You know, if I'm selling 20 million a year, I probably won't have time to travel. And that to me isn't living life personally. So it's kind of like you design your own path based on based on your why and based on the lifestyle that you want to live. And I've carried that over into my online business as well. So that's kind of how the two intersected. And like, it's always back to your why and your goal because everyone's so different. Yeah. Uh, That's why I like to say that time management is not a one size fits all copy and paste situation because it's just, it's so similar. You can't take what's working for someone else, copy and paste it and imagine that the same exact morning routine is going to fit or the same exact way of managing your calendar even is going to fit. It has to be, it has to come from within. It has to be purpose and personality infused. And that has to drive the way you do things. And so I love that that is at the heart of how you how you live your life, how you build your business. Uh, but speaking of business and even speaking of managing your calendars, tell me a little bit about the tactical side of how you do what you do. So one thing that I have learned to learned to use and like is I use we use ClickUp with our team. So I have two full-time um, employees or team, I like to call them team members. And we use ClickUp to track basically every monthly, weekly, daily task. Because when I first started, it, it all lived in my brain, right? <laughs> you can imagine how difficult that is. So as things grow and as you want to even add more projects or more things to your business, um, I'm like, I have to use something. Well, I have, I'm the person who tried to copy everyone else's project management approach. I'm like, I'll try Trello. I'll try this. Mm -hmm. And finally, I'm not saying ClickUp is the answer. So it by no means is. I just decided, okay, this is the day, the week that I am committing to this and I'm not Mm going to change. I just need to find a way to make it work for me so that I can be organized. So I really work well with themes, which is not necessarily a like tactical tool, but it's like a tool within ClickUp that I use. So theming our months based on time of year, seasons. And then it kind of like is this just funnel from there of how everything breaks down. So you know, December, it's Christmas. What are we going to do for marketing during Christmas? And it kind of trickles down the same path where you fill out the same essentially things. What are our social media posts? What is the strategy tied to this? What is the ultimate goal? You know, and it all ties back into that overarching theme, which to me is fun. I love the creativity in it. And it just makes it easier to replicate every month because you're kind of mm-hmm. thinking, you know, even if it's on a holiday, you might be thinking, I want to talk about reels this month. I don't know. So you kind of take that as your overarching main piece of content and break it down the funnel from there. So ClickUp has been really huge. Um, I also use Sticky Notes, which is the, <laughs> a far cry from ClickUp. Oh, um, yeah. You have a really great Sticky Note method. Tell us all about this. It's so fun. So I wouldn't recommend it for just like your only system because they are sticky notes, obviously. But what I'll do is so like I said, our tasks in ClickUp are broken down monthly, weekly, daily. When I'm starting my day, I'll look at what I have on my dashboard for that day. Like what do I need to get done today? And I'll use sticky notes and I'll write each action essentially. So if one is, you know, map out Instagram. 
that will be one sticky note. One might be respond to emails. Like it could be very simple and I'll put them all in the bottom of my desktop of my computer. So as I go through my day and I check them off, I get to rip the sticky note off and crumple it up and throw it away. And something about that process feels really good. (laughs) So it lives in ClickUp first, but then the sticky notes are kind of like my non-overwhelming breakdown of those like five main things that I'm going to do today. So it just makes it fun. And I've also translated that into content planning even. So if I'm planning out a month or a week of content, I'll kind of use my sticky notes to say, let's say that I have my theme is, you know, a modern agent advent calendar for Christmas. And I'll break down like, what are five days of advent? So we're giving them like five prompts for the week. So I'll write those out. And then I then I transfer that into ClickUp. So it just makes it the creative process a little more fun. I really struggle going from my brain to a Google doc or my brain to to an Excel spreadsheet or something. Like I need that. I need to write it. I need the paper in between. So for the creative process, the sticky notes help in that sense that I'm almost like mapping them out, moving them around, which I actually learned from Amy Porterfield when it came to mapping out a course. But I'm like, I like this. I'm going to take this into all kinds of avenues of my business because I like the whole I like the look of them. They're fun to write on. I like to write. So it's been fun using those in alongside the like the click up, which I'm better with, but it's still kind of just it's kind of boring, you know, <laughs> like the project <laughs> management system is kind of boring. So so uh, I, one of the things that I say is that like sticky notes are not a system, but that is a sticky note system. When you when your sticky notes are not the only thing that you're using because if you are just trying to keep track of your whole life on, you know, 37 post-it notes that are all over your house and all over your car and just all over the place, you can't search sticky notes. You lose them. They lose their sticky and they end up falling uh, between, you know, your desk and the filing cabinet or whatever. And so sticky notes cannot be the only system, but the way that you use them as almost like a, a, a transfer station or like a way station between what's in your system. So you use ClickUp and um, ClickUp is one that hasn't been mentioned on It's About Time too, too many times. Trello and Asana are typically the top two. And so ClickUp really seems to be emerging into that third place spot. So it's a project management system if you're not familiar. Uh, And I love what you said about that you had to make the decision to commit to one because at the end of the day, All of the project management systems can do basically the same thing. And what I find is that one of the biggest pitfalls is that if you go into using one, like let's say Trello, but you don't have a system for using it, you you decide Trello isn't working for me. Okay, y'all. So I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, 
You're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. And you decide, okay, let me try Asana. Maybe Asana will work for me. And so then you try Asana, but you don't have a, a true system or a habit or a routine for keeping up with it. And then you decide it doesn't work for you. So you hop to the next and you hop to the next. But what, what you did in just deciding, okay, it's time for me to commit and make this work for better or for worse, that's when you really see that consistency build and that, and you can really begin to then build out further systems from there. Like your sticky notes. That's, that's marvelous. I actually do something and recommend something similar where instead of using your paper planner to plan and to write down all of your appointments in for the day to write down what are those five things or what are those three or seven things that you're doing and to put those on your planner because that transfer of information from your brain through your arm to your hand to the paper, it just really reinforces what you're planning to do that day. So love that. The themes are so much fun. Um, I love a good theme party. Me too. (laughs) Maybe that's where my love of themes really stems from. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's something about the non-permanence, too, of writing it down before you're putting it into that system that is – like ClickUp, when you put it in there, it feels like, okay, this is permanent. It has the deadline. It has the this and that. But the writing, it's like, I could fluctuate this a little bit or I don't feel like – you know, it kind of lets you decide what that priority is or what you want it to be. Or if it's planning social media, it lets you decide, okay, I really didn't like that, that I just put in this spreadsheet, so let's change it before I put it in there. So it allows, it just opens up my creativity more to get it on the paper first. Mm -hmm. And the fact that this is something that you modified that someone else was teaching and you made it your own, I mean, that's huge. So much of, of what we have to do in figuring out how to manage our time and our lives is to really figure out what works for us. And it can take trial and error. I mean, you didn't start on day one with your sticky note method. No. And I didn't, and I think I've had click up for to be totally honest, probably seven months before I made it, before I said, okay, this is going to work for me. I'm going to make this work. I'm going to figure it out. And I then kind of forced myself to rely on it. So things had to go in there. Like if I thought of, okay, we need to add this to our monthly to-do list. It has to go in there with a deadline. Where else is it going? Because I'm making myself use this system now. So Mm -hmm. just committing. And there is peer pressure because you listen to a podcast and you're like, well, they they use Asana. I think I should use Asana. And it's like, no, no, no. Just stay, yeah. stay where you're at for now until you get it down. And then if you want to change, once your system is down, you could probably replicate it a lot easier. But the actual tool probably won't be the magical solution. It's going to be you being consistent with it, like you said. 
Mm-hmm. Hearing about what other people are doing, whether it is the project management system they're using or the strategies they're using in their business or where they're even going on vacation can really kick off this yucky comparison game sometimes where we feel like if we're not doing what other people are doing, then we must be doing it wrong or we we should change what we're doing. And it can lead to just this whole flood of, well, I should be doing this. I should be doing social media this way. I should be marketing my business this way. I should be spending my downtime in a certain way. Um, but you are, are someone who I, I really look to as you have defined, like you said, your why. You lead with your why and you let that inform everything else. Um, so for someone who's listening, who feels that comparison game, like, I should be doing this. What advice do you have for for someone who might be struggling with that? I would first look at it like, again, what lifestyle is your – we define – we have the opportunity to define our own success. Like, success isn't the end result of something. It's not like you get there on August 20th and now you're successful. It's the whole journey. And that's how I try to look at it because if your day-to-day is miserable because – you're trying to constantly live up to what someone else is doing. You're trying to follow in their footsteps or you're trying to overdo, you know, overwork yourself. If that's miserable, then is that really success? Like what does success look like to you? Does it look like being able to travel? Does it look like being able to sit down and read a book, spend time with your kids, take a Friday off, um, go to dinner, go to dinner with your husband on a weeknight? I don't know. Like what does it look like to you? And aligning that comparison with that, because that person you're comparing yourself to, you may not want their lifestyle. (laughs) That kind of goes back to that why again of just thinking through what is manageable to you. And a lot of times when you see other people, it looks like they're doing so much. And I like to try to remind myself, like, you're doing great, Chelsea. Like you're doing, like, just tell yourself that like you're doing great. It might like, you're the only one really, truly comparing what you're doing to what it looks like someone else is doing. Um, So to kind of just remember that you are doing your best, you are living in, you know, your priorities. And maybe sometimes it has to shift. Maybe you are like, okay, I'm spending way too much time on social media. This really needs to cut back or I'm not spending enough time. And I feel like I've been a little bit stagnant. Well, then go back to that goal of, you know, where do you want to be and how can you prioritize the things that are going to get you there and kind of like, ignore the rest, like put on blinders for like the other things at the moment. So you can just stay zeroed in on that one goal that you want to achieve versus being so overwhelmed by comparison. Like I truly think the, um, since reels became part of Instagram, that there is so much pressure with everyone on Instagram to, to create these fancy edited curated reels that they see a fashion influencer making, which are, they're great. But is that is spending your time there, is it A, achieving a goal? Is it going to attract clients that you can work with that want to, you know, are they going to care about that? Or is it just you being in that comparison trap thinking, I need fancy editing. I need to do these things so people think I'm good at reels. But like at the end of the day, what truly matters? Like, Mm -hmm. is that really a goal or is it just a comparison trap, you know, that you fall into because you're scrolling so much? So that's an example I like to use because I think it's paralyzed so many people into not showing up at all because they don't 
they're not doing it the way that person they, that they're seeing is doing it. Mm-hmm. But what's more important, the consistency of showing up for your business every day or continually trying to be to the level of that person using fancy reels transitions. Yeah. Yeah. It really comes down to what do you want? Like what, what is going, what priority, what should you prioritize that is going to lead you closer to your goal, not the person that you're scrolling by? And I think what you just said, like what, what is your priority? What, uh, what serves your goal? This kind of speaks to my next question a bit. So let's say that you've put on the blinders and you've cut out the comparison game, but now you realize that there are so many different things that you could be doing with your time. You could be, and this, this, this is applicable to someone who's in real estate, someone who owns an online business, someone who's uh, working a nine to five. There are so many different things you could be doing. You know, Parkinson's law states that work expands to fill the time allotted. And if we don't watch out, we can let work bleed into all hours of the day because there's always something else that we can add to our to-do list. Uh, How do you manage all of the things you could be doing and zero in on what you really need to do to spend your time? I think we've all had days in our business. I think it's just a natural thing for ambitious women to get in these states where you make this list almost like a brain dump list of I could, I should grow my email list. I should have a better Instagram strategy. I should do this, this, and that. And all of a sudden you have 50 things on your list and you're so overwhelmed that you don't do anything. But what I really learned is that overwhelm, it's real for ambitious business owners because the ideas keep coming. The opportunity for growth it doesn't have a cap. You you can you can grow your business as much as you want and keep doing that next thing, that next thing, that next thing. It doesn't have a finish line, which is good and bad. Um, the good thing is that you you do have that opportunity to kind of pivot it the way that you want it to be over time and all of that. But I feel like the like the only way to solve it, if if there's a solution, is to find a way to find like peace and contentment within the overwhelm and just accept it, knowing. You're going to have these moments where you might feel like this because because you do have that opportunity, which is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking of it like I'm so overwhelmed all the time, I have a million things to do, like kind of cross that thought out and just think of it as it's really cool that I have all these things I could do to grow my business. But you have to manage it for your season that you're in and adjust it accordingly. So for example, I'm pregnant right now. So my season that I'm in is going to look a lot differently than it looked a year ago. Mm-hmm. So my priorities then I'm looking at, okay, what should my life look like right now? What does it have to look like? What do I want it to look like? And picking from that overwhelming list of things you could be doing or should be should be doing that you feel like you should be doing all these things and thinking, what is the biggest priority for right now? Like what is going to align with the right now goal so that I'm not falling off the wagon and just being paralyzed in the overwhelm and still moving forward, but at least I can manage that overwhelm. So I think that's the biggest thing is just tying your priority of your season to what it is on that really long list of things you could and should be doing and picking that. Maybe it's only one thing for you right now. And maybe you're in a season where you're really like, I'm getting out of my nine to five. I am going to like, I'm going to make it to my goal. So I'm going to really push really hard right now. So your priorities might be like 10 X from what they could be in a season of your baby's almost here or something like that, you know? 
So I think it can ebb and flow over time for sure. But it's just knowing that because otherwise that pressure, it never goes away. You'll always be overwhelmed if you don't learn to manage the overwhelm. Absolutely. Just like you said, find peace and contentment in the fact that you have an abundance of opportunities and an abundance of choices and that it's up to you to get clear on your why and then your priority in that season in order to sort through what really matters most and how you spend your time. Absolutely. And an example that I can just give personally right now, if you're looking at maybe a growth goal. Mine is not to create fancy edited reels in this season. It is to nurture my email list because my email list moves the needle a lot for me. So funneling my time more there because I can't create 30 reels a week, send emails every week. Like you start to add up the list of all the things. You can't do it all. The time isn't there. So where am I shifting the priority? One of the things I'm shifting the priority to is my email list. So that's, again, in this season. Now, maybe... Again, six months from now, that could shift to something else or something could be added to that. But it's just knowing you can't do it all and being okay with that for now. Knowing you can't do it all and being okay with that for now. Mic drop. Boom. (laughs) That was it. Chelsea, thank you so, so much for your time today. It has been such a treat to spend time with you and talk with you. Tell us, How can we stay in touch and how can we keep learning from you? Thank you so much. This was such a fun conversation. Um, You can find me on Instagram. My handle is the Chelsea Peterson and it's Peterson S-E-N. I always have to say that. And then my membership community is Modern Agent Social Club. So it's a community for real estate agents. So if you're a real estate agent, you can find me over there as well to learn all about the membership and advice for agents. So that's Modern Agent Social Club. That's it for the Instagram handle. Love it. And honestly, even if you're not a real estate agent, just go follow it anyway, because it is just such great advice and just business related inspiration. And I I love it. Like I said, I have real realtor FOMO because I wish I could to join and get in the mix of all of it. So Chelsea, thank you again so much for your time. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. And there you have it. I hope this conversation with Chelsea has you feeling inspired to find your own version of freedom and flexibility. Look, if you can dream it, you can do it. And if you need help, I'm here for you. You can find links to the productivity tools that Chelsea mentioned, as well as links to stay in touch with her by visiting the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 158. And before you go, let me tell you about next week's episode. Next week's episode, episode 159, is all about giving up. Yes, really. Did you know that most people give up on their New Year's resolutions by January 17th? No matter when you're tuning into this episode, if you're having trouble sticking to your resolutions, your habits, or your goals, you definitely won't want to give up before you listen to episode 159. I'll see you then. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.